This is episode 264 of the Going to Be on the Food Show. And today we're going to talk about weight loss goals versus health goals. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going Beyond the Food Show. I'm Stephanie Dodier, clinical nutritionist and certified intuitive eating counselor, creator of the Going to Beyond the Food method. And after a 25-year dieting career that started at the age of 12, I decided to say hell no to diet culture and hell yes to living my life to the fullest in my now body. And I made it my mission to help smart, successful women like you live confidently unconditionally right now. Ready, sister? Let's do this. Hey, if you're new to the Going Beyond the Food Show, our podcast roadmap has been designed with you in mind. With over 250 episodes available to listen, it can feel overwhelming to know which episode to prioritize for you. The podcast guide answers the top five questions women have when they enter our world of Going Beyond the Food to unlearn diet culture. To get your free copy of our podcast roadmap guide, head over to stephaniedoziate.com forward slash roadmap or use the hyperlink in the show notes. I'll see you on the other side. Welcome back, sisters. Today we're going to talk about goals. And I want to put this into a time frame. We are recording this episode. I am recording this episode, December 1st, 2020. This is the end of the year and our current culture serves us this period of time as a point of reflection. We are encouraged to think about what went well, what didn't go so well, what we've learned throughout the year, what we've accomplished. And we also use this time of the year to set goals for ourselves, our objective, perhaps you use a different language like we do here, our intention for the new year. This process of reflection and intention setting is very powerful process and it's present in most culture. For us, it's around the month of December, the beginning of January, and I highly recommend that all of us do a form of that every year. December 1st is typically the date where we get really hardcore marketing around this whole holiday goal setting time frame. Well, we'll start hearing about New Year's resolution, perhaps the New Year diet, or timely in 2020, lose the COVID-15. Now, I don't know when you're listening to this, you may giggle, you may like, yes, this is happening to me. Maybe it's five years from now, but that was a thing in 2020. Our bodies and our health will not be spared in this process of marketing New Year resolution. We will be hard pressed to set weight loss goals, just like we do or did every year. Some messages will be directly targeted at weight loss, while other will be about health with an undertone of, if you focus on health, you're going to lose the quote unhealthy weight. This is what I call the politically correct way to focus on weight loss by not making it about weight loss. That's what we see Weight Watcher doing recently. That's what we see Numb doing, promoting health and subsequently weight loss will come. Maybe that's the narrative in your own mind. 
you don't need marketing to get yourself to think about setting, quote, body goals for the new year. The intention of this podcast is to explore both sides of the coin to help you make an educated decision for yourself. It's not about me telling you what to do. You're a grown-ass woman. You can make your own decision. But I want to share with you points of discussion, points of education that will not be shared in mass media marketing. Although this podcast is published in December, it's relevant all year long. Now, because a great proportion of our time setting goal is spent in December, that's why I decided to publish this in December. But you may come to this podcast at any time of the year. So let's do this. For many of us, the trigger to decide to change certain aspect of our life is pain. We have a problem, we experience discomfort, so we seek a solution. When it comes to our body, it's the same pattern. We have the obvious, I feel uncomfortable in my body, lose weight will resolve this. That's the narrative we're being served. I lack confidence in myself, weight loss is the solution. The problem we experience in our health and our lifestyle have the same narrative. We feel exhausted. We have pain in our joint. We have a diagnosis of a disease or even a mental health challenge. We feel sad, unmotivated. So we Google our problem and we seek advice to resolve the problem. Perhaps you go see your doctor to resolve that problem. The first layer of solution offered in most cases, like 90% plus of the cases, is weight loss. You feel tired at the end of the day? Lose weight and you'll have more energy. You have high cholesterol? Lose weight. You've been diagnosed with early onset diabetes. Weight loss is how you can prevent diabetes from developing further. You're depressed? Weight loss will help you feel better about yourself. You have problems sleeping? Lose weight. Weight loss is pretty much the answer to all ailments. But is it? Is being thinner the way to health? We assume that the link between health and weight has always existed. I know that's what I was taught in health school. Both degrees that I have in health taught me that weight loss was the solution that I should provide all of my patients and clients. But the truth is widely different. Get ready for this one because it may shock you. Up to the 1900s, weight loss had never been part of an advice from a physician to his or her patient or even public health advice. Weight loss only became associated with health outcome post-World War era, when diet culture and the era of the flapper girls became popular. Health and weight loss became associated not because of scientific evidence of the early 1900s, but because the culture at the moment had created a desire to be thin and a disdain for fat body. The research and scientific evidence linking weight and health come much later in the 1960s to 1970s. The harsh truth is 
that our desire to be thin is rooted in sexism and racism, not health outcome. Sabrina String, a PhD and author of Fearing the Black Body, states in her book, two critical historical development contributed to a fetish for thinness and a phobia for fatness. The risk of the transatlantic slave trade and the spread of the Protestant religion. Racial scientific rhetoric about slavery linked fatness to, quote, greedy African. And religious discourse suggested that overeating was ungodly. In the United States, fatness became stigmatized as both black and sinful. Slenderness served as a marker of moral, racial, and national superiority. End of quote from Sabrina's book. This disdain for fatness first appeared in colonial European land and not ever rooted in health, but rather in white supremacy and the need for colonists to separate themselves from slave and endogenous native was the reason why we were focused on thinness. And it evolved from there. In the late 1800, as women were beginning to organize themselves and demand more power from the patriarchal system, patriarchy pushed back. The system of oppression to keep women quiet, patriarchy, came and released a form of a new body ideal, the Gibson girl. The Gibson girl was born alongside with a wide variety of product to keep women focused on pursuing this beauty ideal. The idea was to keep women focused on their body and quote their beauty so they wouldn't continue to pursue their power. From the Gibson girl in 1890s, when we fought the right to own land as women, to the flapper girls in 1920 for our demand of political power and the right to vote, to Twiggy in the 1970s for our demand to equal pay, equal work. Forcing female obedience through the relentless pursuit for an ever thinner body has been the way to female oppression. I'll quote Naomi Wolf here from her book, The Beauty Myth, which again, I highly recommend you read. Naomi says, a cultural fixation on female thinness is not an obsession about female beauty, but an obsession about female obedience. Dieting is the most potent political sedative in women's history. A quietly mad population is a tractable one. End of quote. As a side note here, if you are new to the world of history and feminism and how diet culture and beauty was used to oppress women, I'm going to link in the show notes to an article that I wrote for the professional that I train that's called Diet Culture and Feminism. I would say to you that you should go and read this article. This It's filled with pictures and timeline and historical moment, uh, and then perhaps consider reading the book. Back on track. So hear me out, sister. If you are a woman or a person identifying as a woman, it's 100% normal that you want to lose weight. Let me share an extract of a typical conversation I have with clients, and I will call this client Julie. 
So here's how the typical conversation will go. Julie will say to me, I want to lose 30 pounds. Me, I will say, okay, I can see how you can think that. Your desire to lose weight are 100% valid. It's normal that you want to lose weight. The society in which we live in is an environment filled with weight stigma, body discrimination, and fat phobia, and it encourages these desires every day. So it makes perfect sense for you to want to lose weight. And typically at that point, clients are stumped and not talking. And after a short moment of silence, I break the silence and I ask, does it make sense, Julie? Julie to answer, I don't know what to say. Knowing that I expect this, I'll continue and say, well, I get it. Let's work through this together. Why do you want to lose weight? What do you feel will happen when you lose weight? Uh, nobody's ever asked me these questions, Stephanie. And a long silence again happened. Typically, the clients will break the silence and say, why do I want to lose weight? Well, because I have to. To this answer, I say, what do you feel will happen when you do lose weight? The client will most of the time automatically say, I'll be healthier. That's the political correct reason to give in 2020 when asked, why do we want to lose weight as women? So to that, I answer, that makes total sense. You want to be healthier. And Julie, to acknowledge right away, absolutely, that's what I want. And then I go further. Well, what else do you think will happen, Julie? Julie, to say, well, I'll fit properly in my clothes. I'll be more comfortable. Life will be easier. To that, I answer, that makes total sense. So you want to be healthier, fit better in clothes, and make life easier for yourself. And Julie, to say, that's right. That's what I want. And then I answer, that makes total sense. I can see how you want to achieve all these things. So you have lost weight before, I think. And then the client typically will get sarcastic at this point and giggle. Oh my God. Yes, Stephanie. So many times I lose, I gain, I lose, I gain. And I never maintain the weight loss. To that, I ask, how did you achieve your weight loss before? Julie answered dieting. Me? How did you regain the weight before? And then Julie, to get sarcastic again, I stopped dieting. I got lazy. I just don't have enough willpower to restrict the food. I'm so weak. I can't control my craving. And then I stopped being productive and I can't fit the gym into my schedule. So why I'm here? Because something is wrong with me. And then I leave a bit of silence and I reply, so if I get this right... You lose weight when you're on a diet and you maintain the weight loss as long as you stay on the diet. Julie, is this right? And the client to say, that's about it. And then I reply, so Julie, do you like dieting? Client typically will snap immediately a reply and say, I hate it. I like it for the first few weeks when I'm in control, but quickly it becomes a battle. I dread getting on the scale every morning. My mind goes crazy throughout the day. I berate myself all day long. I become obsessive, abrupt with my people. It's a nightmare. And then I purposely leave a silence there. Then I break the silence and ask, so you're going to spend the rest of your life hating your life, dieting, 
just to maintain the 30-pound weight loss. And then Julie, to snarkly, typically answer, no. And then I reply, well, you said to me that the only way you can maintain the weight loss is by being on a diet and you're miserable being on a diet. So how are you planning to maintain the 30-pound weight loss if you lose it once more? And then the silence happened again. And I break the silence and say, what if I told you you could fit properly in clothes, feel comfortable in your skin, and have life way easier for yourself without going on a diet? And then right away, the client typically asks, how? We will come back to the how in just a few minutes. Is that a conversation you've ever had before? Has anyone given you the permission to not diet? Have you ever given yourself the permission to not diet? Here's the thing. Human have an innate, built in our DNA, desire to live long and to feel worthy. Our culture currently equates thinness to health, to happiness, to attractiveness, and to worthiness. Since the beginning of the 1900, we live in a society that holds a system of belief called diet culture. Many of you have heard me talk about that before. To be thin and to be deemed morally superior and not be fat and to be seen as unhealthy, lazy, or as a failure. In this way, our current modern culture promotes dieting and weight loss as a way of achieving a higher status of worthiness. We're told that if we eat a certain way and be a certain size, we will be healthy and worthy. And we're taught that as a very, very early age, that the thin beauty ideal as a woman will deliver everything we want in our life, including health. So it's no surprise that Julie wanted to lose weight. But here's the thing, we need to stop confusing health goals and weight loss goal. And in our culture right now, we're mixing the two. And it can be really hard to untangle them. But the truth is this, your weight and your health aren't inherently related. You can work on being healthier without being obsessively focused on weight loss. Most of us have been taught that weight is a good indicator of health. The truth is, weight is not a good indicator of health. There's zero research that proves that a higher amount of weight on your body or body fat causes disease like high blood pressure, cancer, diabetes, or heart condition. While some health conditions are more common in people at higher weight, there may be a correlation but there is no causation. Not there yet with me? Doubting? Here's a study. And I'm going to link to the study in the show notes. I'm going to link to an article that I wrote about this for all the doubtful mind there, the left brain sisters listening to this podcast. A 2016 study by researcher at UCLA published in the International Journal of Obesity looked at 40,420 adults in the U.S. population and assess their health by measuring six metrics and not one of them being the BMI. The metrics were blood pressure, triglyceride, cholesterol, glucose, insulin resistance, and C-reactive protein. Here's the result of the study. 
It found that 47% of people classify as, quote, overweight by the BMI, and 29% of those qualify as, quote, obese were healthy as measured by at least five of the six metrics. Meanwhile, 31% of normal weight people were unhealthy, according to the same metric. So if weight isn't what ensure you a long-term health, then what is? I think the first place we need to stop our reflection at is understanding what health truly means. I think that's where the problem begins. One of the most agreed upon definition of health is the one by the World Health Organization. It defines health as a complete state of physical, emotional, social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease and infirmity. Humans are more than a physical body. We are a mental body, an emotional body, and a spiritual body. Therefore, being healthy requires us to be healthy in the four-part component of a human, mental, emotional, spiritual, and yes, physical. Not one is more important than the other. And that's where our current medical narrative is failing us. Because of the predominance of diet culture in all layers of our society, including our medical system, we are unfortunately educated, push, focus on physical health alone. And the truth is, it's leaving us sicker than ever before. What happened with most women is that we focus so much on how our physical body looks that we dismiss our real goal to change how our body feels. We can't hate ourselves to health. And that's pretty much what dieting requires us to do in order to, quote, lose weight. And it compounds matter worse because diet don't work. What happened to Julie in my little story there is what happened to all of us. 91 to 95% of us have lost weight and regained it all and some more for most of us. Diet don't work long-term, yet we end up blaming ourselves for the problem of the diets. We resent ourselves, we resent our body for not being able to sustain dieting that doesn't work and we end up hating ourselves and we can't hate ourselves to health. So the solution, instead of focusing on weight as a way to manage our health, what if we shifted to focusing on health behavior? For example, caring more about the quality and quantity of sleep we get instead of the quantity of food we eat. What if we improve our mental and emotional body, our mindset, and focus on the quality of our thought so we can have a more natural motivation to move our body so we can feel comfortable in our body? What if we focus on reducing stress input in our life so that we can have a life that feels easier and more fun to participate in? That's what we call a weight-neutral approach to health. It's based on the fundamental concept that a person's health 
Health status, health risk level cannot be assumed solely on the number on the scale. It recognizes that humans are more than a physical body. Weight neutral approach to health places focus on mental, emotional, spiritual, and yes, physical health. Weight neutral approach to health have resulted in decreased body dissatisfaction, decreased disordered eating, decreased depression, and lead to increased sustainable health and enjoyment of life long term. So we're going to wrap this up. Should we set health goals or weight loss goal? That's the question I hope to help you think about differently so you can make your own decision. You can chase health without chasing weight loss. Chasing weight loss doesn't equal chasing health. I'm not here to convince you that you should not want to lose weight. Wanting to lose weight is normal given the context of our society. I'm here to tell you, you have a choice. I'm here to share with you the information that mass media and diet culture isn't sharing with women. Every woman has the right to decide what she will do with her body. That's the power we gain over the last hundred years. Every single one of us listener has body autonomy and you have the right to be happy in your now body and not pursue weight loss. And You have the right to pursue weight loss or a certain body size if that's what you want to do. You can make that choice. You can choose weight loss. And if you do, mass media and the weight loss industry is ready for you with a wide variety of solution to give you that weight loss that you desire. Knowing they do so and recognize that 91 to 95% of the diet will lead you to regain the weight in a one to five year period. Make that decision consciously. If you don't want to chase weight loss, there is another world out there. That's what I do, right? That's what I'm here to provide to you. I'm a non-diet health professional focused on a non-diet approach, a weight neutral approach to health. At Beyond the Food, we specialize in helping women recovering from years of exposure to diet culture, to disempowerment and chronic dieting to gain back the power in their life. Why do we focus only on women? Because we believe that women have uniquely been affected by diet culture. We have a feminist lens on our approach. Our coaching approach is grounded in empowering women who have been disempowered by diet culture. We do this by helping women regain the ability to think for themselves away from diet culture narrative. We help women learn to nourish their body with peace and caring for their body with self-care in a weight-neutral approach. The result is liberation from the body ideal dictated by patriarchy and diet culture. We have a specific methodology to achieve that. It's called going beyond the food method, three pillars with tactical mindset and taught work to deprogram the belief system that led us into diet culture. We use intuitive eating as a self-care eating framework and body neutrality as a liberation tool for body image. The going to beyond the food methodology is now deployed exclusively in our new 
educational portal called Conquer and Thrive. Conquer and Thrive will take you through a self-paced program and also hold a community container for women doing this work. Every year for the last three or four years now, in December and January, we hold a special series called Say Hell Yes to the New Year. This series of special workshop and training session is aimed at combating diet culture's narrative for women around goal setting and weight loss in the context of the new year. If you feel called to do this work, if you feel called to take a non-diet approach to the new year and focusing on your health with a completely different perspective, you may want to consider to join us. The link for more details are in the show notes. So now I'm going to close this episode, turn this over to you, sister, and say this, your body, your choice. Hey you, if you enjoy listening to this show, you have to come and check Conquer and Thrive. It's my monthly coaching program that comes with expert courses that will show you exactly how to take this life-changing work and apply it into your own life. We teach you how to change your mindset, eat intuitively, and master body confidence. That you've decided to stop dieting today or years ago, Conquer and Thrive will help you take this knowledge deeper into real-life practices. It comes with access to me as your coach and my team of experts. Join us by simply going to www.stephaniedodzie.com forward slash join. I can't wait to meet you inside our Conquer and Thrive community. I'll see you on the other side.